0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, July 2nd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Blessing Adioye Jr. What's up, Greg? What's up? it's a big day happy yeah. birthday day to you ha- can't stop it we can't sync it up because we're, we're, we're not in the same room happy well, bad, birthday to you the birthday happy you, birthday playstation, PlayStation trophies oh, God happy damn it. Damn birthday it. to you that's you so right everybody much. if you didn't know I forgot myself but thankfully Brian <laughs> ps4 trophies on YouTube uh, reminded me that today is the 12th anniversary of playstation wow. trophies being implemented on the playstation 3 it changed my life it changed all of our lives i'm so excited that that happened also checking my notes it appears that it is also blessings birthday but who cares
1: it is trophies. Man. 21 i can finally drink
0: <laughs> go get this boy white claw there's gotta be some yeah, white I claws in this fridge, right now so yeah you're what you're 21 years young just a boy you're it's, it's like the britney oh, spears yeah. song just a boy, not yet a man. You know what I mean. You're in is that. that a, nice, is that a
1: Britney Spears song? Well, hers Crossroads, was not Crossroads. a
0: girl, not yet a woman. You know what I mean. Oh, but I'm, okay. I'm I'm making gotcha. that reflect for you, gotcha, of course. Gotcha. Now, yeah, we're, you know. So, how does it feel? How How's your birthday going in quarantine, all alone, separated from everyone you know?
1: Oh, it's the worst. For clarity, I'm actually 26. For people who are like, "Oh, he's 21. He's younger." He's the chat guy guy. was very oh. confused. <laughs> yeah, no, because that's always like a, a thing that I think blows people away when they when they hear how how young I am. Yeah, I, I am 26. Um. It's it's all right. It's a it's an all right birthday so far. I woke yeah. up, ate some uh, ate some leftover rice for breakfast. I actually got a package in the mail yesterday that I yeah. was very confused about uh, because in this package was *Elastus Part 2 uh, art book, mm-hmm. a like um like a, this PlayStation symbols lamp that you can actually see in the background is lit up right now. Um, oh you wow, you're really finally decorating the
2: room. It. You can't see it.
1: Yeah. Prop- oh, you, you can, can see it. over see there. It? No. Yeah, no, it's it's I, the one from my desk, Kevin. It's I it see it. might be there. No, out. On it's the... cropped out.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. So Kevin who do me a favor, in OBS, an OBS, click on Blessing and just drag him down enough yeah. for people to can see you, it and enhan- then push him back Kevin, up
1: enhance. There.
0: Enhance. Kevin, you have the technology. <laughs> well, he's working on it. I can see it. He's can doing see it. it. He's doing it. He's, he's going to uncrop alt. There it uh, is. Yeah, there it is. Okay. There it is. You see it now, guys. That's how it now is right in. there.
1: Now zoom in. Enlarge. There it is. Enhance. Oh, God. And now they can all see my, see my hairline. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, so, yeah, those are the PlayStation symbols right there. Sacred symbols. Light up lamp. And then I also got uh, the shirt that I'm wearing if kevin can there we go crop back <laughs> this shirt well at this wearing. point though
0: you can just stand up you don't have to make kevin yeah. work as hard to show the shirt
1: so the shirt says I uh paused i paused
0: oh uh, i paused my game to be here i paused my game to be here
1: yeah, yeah yeah, and so i got it yesterday and i was like who sent me this package because there was nothing to accompany it there was no yeah. note, no no nothing so i was like is this from playstation is this from kind of funny like who is sending me this stuff turns out i got a text this morning it was my sister my sister sent, sent stuff, and so it's a happy birthday to me how sweet <laughs> of your sister to do that for you
2: we don't send people things you're silly
1: no yeah no i was just very confused i was like who's sending me playstation stuff and I, in my mind i was like okay maybe this is all just to decorate my room but then i was like all right well that doesn't fit in line with this with the shirt and so i don't I don't know how to put two and two together.
0: You're like something isn't right here. This isn't exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh,
2: speaking of people that sent other people things that like it's sh- surprising and shocking. Uline somehow figured out where I live. You remember Uline? Oh,
0: yeah. They they send us catalogs all the time for things.
2: Weird. Why do they know my house?
0: I'm sure you haven't ordered anything from Uline for your house. No. I don't believe it. Don't I don't
2: believe you. it at all. Well, happy birthday, a blessing. Stuff. I hope you Thank have you a nice Greg.
0: one. You're going to play some Predator with us this afternoon. No, no nicer birthday yeah, well, gift than some Predator.
1: Happy birthday. Uh, PlayStation trophies.
0: Exactly. Of and course, and yeah. Barbara
1: Dunkelman. It's Barb's birthday. Yeah, we share a birthday. And we also share a birthday with Liz- Lindsay Lohan.
0: Wow. Back. This is a yeah. famous, famous birthday. You know what I mean? It's, a lot of stuff. A, it's a
1: great July 2nd.
0: Yeah. Well, uh. We're not going to talk about Blessing's birthday the entire time. Instead, we're going to ask you, do we finally know how much PlayStation 5 and Series X games will cost? Do we know if Iron Man VR is good? And do we know Sony's next first parties? We're going to talk about all that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can ask us questions put in your concerns write in with your squad ups and have a good old time plus of course on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can get the show ad free and you can get the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday plus you just support us and tell us we're doing a good job and I think is your is a is bless up up now or is that yes
1: it's up and blessed
0: up is up so you got an exclusive show there you can only get there a whole bunch of fun and stuff uh, if you have no bucks to tossed our way though no big deal you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games as we record the show if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe uh, housekeeping for you as i hinted at uh to celebrate blessings birthday we are doing a predator hunting ground <laughs> stream today uh we're doing two more sponsored predator streams uh shown off the samurai predator they have just added uh you can catch it live today twitch.tv slash kind of funny games live tomorrow twitch.tv slash kind of funny games 3 p.m pacific time maybe they'll go up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games later we're not committing to nothing also kind of funny first impressions of hyperscape. It are going up on YouTube after Kind of Funny Games Daily. Blessing, give me the 411 on that.
1: So I got to preview uh, this game, Hyperscape, which is Ubisoft's new Battle Royale that they've been uh, teasing throughout the week. Uh, and right now, I, I believe there are streams that are happening of it, and Ubisoft is is, is doing their stream. Uh, once that wraps up, yeah, our first impressions is going Ooh. up on YouTube.com, so that's Kind of Funny Games. It's me and Andy essentially talking for about 15 to 20 minutes about my impressions of the game, and okay. you, you're going to want to tune in for it
0: all right interesting can't wait to see it i actually don't know and of course that's up on the first impressions feed one of our podcast feeds it used to be debatable now it is first impressions and stuff so you should go get that one as well if you want to listen rather than watch uh thank you to our patreon producers mohammed mohammed aka momo and blackjack today we're brought to you by brooklinen but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report (laughs) time for some (laughs) news seven (laughs) items on the The
2: rope
0: number one the prices for nba 2k21 have stunned everyone on the internet for multiple reasons (laughs) this is just a scatter shot of things to make you go what uh this is nick summers over at engadget uh, if you want to play NBA 2K21 on two different console generations, the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, or the Xbox One and Series X, it's going to cost you. The base game for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC, and Google's Stadia streaming service will cost you $59.99 when it launches on September 4th. If you buy that version for a Sony or Microsoft console, you won't be entitled to a next-gen upgrade. What? 2K. Yeah, exactly. That's This is point number one. 2K will also be selling a $99.99, 100 bucks, 100 buck uh, Mamba Forever uh, Edition. If you don't know, Mamba's Kobe Bryant, Uh, though, which comes with some special uh, My Team and My Player bonuses, as well as the Kobe Bryant uh, Digital Collection. And if you pre order a couple of extras, uh, including the Damien Lillard Digital Collection now here's where it gets interesting if you buy this version for playstation 4 or xbox one you'll also be entitled to the standard edition on playstation 5 and xbox series x when it launches holiday 2020 what? you follow me so far so
1: yeah the smart delivery
0: program <laughs> right would only exist here if you buy the 99 version and then the cross buy. you know works on playstation 5 you buy the playstation 4 xbox one 59 99 you're not getting uh, this this standard PlayStation Five Xbox Series X edition you with me so far,
1: yes, and I'm very flabbergasted.
0: But wait, there's more. If you're what? willing, to, if you're willing to wait for the next gen hardware, you can buy the basic edition of NBA 2K21 for 69.99, not what? 59.99 on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Finally, you can get a version of the Mamba Forever Edition, which is meant primarily for PS Five and Xbox Series X owners that. Comes with a special Kobe Bryant cover and access to the standard edition on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. The bottom line, therefore, is that you'll need to spend at least $100 to play NBA 2K21 on two different console generations. The announcement also suggests the industry could be moving toward a standard sticker price of $70 for AAA games on next gen hardware. The games will at least let you carry over most of your in-game progression. NBA 2K21 will ship with a feature called My Team cross-progression that allows your My Team points, tokens, cards, and progress to move between consoles built by the same manufacturer. Uh, In addition, there will also be a shared VC wallet that keeps your virtual cash in sync. The decision is sure to irritate some fans. EA was criticized, for instance, when it offered a free upgrade option for Madden 21 that expired on March 31st, 2020 not long after the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X are supposed to be released. The backlash was so severe that EA quietly extended the offer until the release of the series' next installment. The NBA 2K franchise is known for mixing generally excellent gameplay with frustrating microtransactions. The publisher's decision to forego a free cross-gen upgrade, therefore, is hardly surprising. Still, it's another example of how inconsistently developers and publishers are handling the issue. Crystal Dynamics, for comparison, has confirmed that the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One version of Marvel's Avengers will include a free console upgrade. There's no single policy, in short, that will apply to either the PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X ecosystem, meaning it will fall on consumers to research and understand what the situation is with each of their favorite franchises. Blessing. This is a lot to take in and a lot to discuss, but I just want to get Weissmark in here to begin with. Weissmark writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, NBA 2K21 is officially the first game to not be a free upgrade to next gen, and I'm shocked. I know this is something that investors will love, but I can't help but read it as a money grabbing slap in the face to fans of the series. Take two has been making a lot of good moves lately, so I don't know how this happened. Blessing, what is your read on let's start with if you want the cross gen version, if you want cross buy, you need to spend 100 bucks.
1: So Weissmark in their question here says, "I can't help but read it as a money grub- money grabbing slap in the face to fans of the series." And I think that's because it kind of, it pretty much is a money grabbing slap in the face to fans of the series. I, I, I think this is a, a terrible decision on the side of 2K. Awful. Uh, to to you know to to charge for uh that cross gen upgrade. I, I think it would have been better just not have it at all, right? Like. Yeah, the, the idea that you, that you're including it, okay, cool. But the idea that you're going to do do this sort of upcharge for it, that that in alone by itself is just bad press overall. In a way where you you could have just gotten away with not doing an upgrade and people wouldn't have blinked an eye. Um, people would have yeah. been like, "Oh, dang, that's a bummer," but it it doesn't come off as eg- egregious as this. This this seems very tone deaf. Uh, if anything, tone deaf the right word for it, I think,
0: and. That I, I want to sit here and go, well, clearly they didn't think this through, but clearly they did. They understand what they're doing. Right. And I understand this desire, of course, to all right, cool. You make the standard edition and then whatever your special edition is, how are you going to entice people to move up to it? I don't think this was the right move, and I don't think this makes sense in term in a, in, a, in a day and age where everyone is trying to figure out. It seems as a company, the best way to take care of your audience and your consumers and pay it forward kind of thing. To your point, right? Like it would have been easier, I think, not to support it, which would have also been offensive. I don't know if it would have been this offensive if you were. Uh, you know, I don't. It's such a weird thing because even if you were to say, "All right, well, we don't support it," then the next gen version is. 10 bucks more and it doesn't carry over your progress like then it would be super offensive even though i guess you could make the argument that you're just going to do a uh, backwards compatibility form and use it that way this is the normal thing i feel of like when you get to these con- console bridges you look around and you're like, all right, who's going to step on the rake first? Who's going to fuck this up really bad? I thought, you know, to EA's credit, like, you know, they did that. All right, cool. Madden's up through March. And everybody's like, that sucks. And they were like, all right, cool. That's enough that, you know, we'll change our mind on it. We'll come, well, you know, we'll, we won't do that. We'll extend it through the next version of Madden. You wonder if this is something that 2K will sit there and, let the boat get rocked enough that they agree to change it or if this is they're going to be one of those like fuck it it's the vocal minority of video game fans who are doing this and this is the thing is i i find this to be like what what a stupid move why would you do this yada yada i was never going to play nba i was never going to play nba 2k 21 and so is that their argument that like all the people who are going to be angry today and yelling about it today aren't going to buy it or the fans right who are we're gonna buy the hundred dollar mamba forever edition to begin anyway like right like i think on the heels of kobe stuff right and like how popular he was how hard his death hurt people like i'm not saying it's weird but it's to put him on the cover so early and have this edition for him so early i feel like is going to move a lot of people to be like you know what i will spend that extra money not to mention again back to this point of now, it's not even 40 bucks anymore, right? According, according to next gen pricing, it's, you know, we're talking about 30 bucks. And so at, at that point, you just go, well, I do love Kobe. Yeah, I do want all this stuff. Why don't I just give him the extra 30?
1: And that's, that's kind of the thing that I kind of struggled with when I woke up this morning and looked at my phone and saw this news was the first thing I saw was that they're putting Kobe Bryant on the cover. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. That's great. I I actually might even consider uh, getting the game for this. Like, that's, a, that's a really cool thing mm-hmm. uh, to then look To then look into it further and see this this upgrade thing that I think is a a huge boggle for them. Um it's it's such it's it's such a weird thing from 2K too, because that game NBA 2K is a game that thrives, thrives off of microtransactions. Uh over the years, we've had stories come out about even like some of the bad microtransactions they have in the game that take that take advantage of loot boxes and, and and predatory predatory practices and stuff like that. And so for a game that is so focused on that uh post-launch uh return of of revenue and and for a game that that comes out and has people uh you know spend money on my player and spend money on my career and all all that stuff and make a ton uh, of money and make a ton of money off of it for them to then double down again and go okay yeah let's 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 continue to to kind of um nickel and dime our, our consumer base and Put out this edition that will then allow you to, allow you to upgrade uh, for, to next gen by only buying the special edition. Seems weird to me because I feel like for this game, you would want to have the biggest audience as possible. You would want to to uh, allow people to stay in that ecosystem as easy as possible. This, this is a game out of so many other games that I feel like you would want yeah. to to have that easy upgrade from just the base $60 version. So people stay in that ecosystem and people continue to spend and people continue to play uh, coming off of the PS4 version into the PS5 version. And so on that level also, I just think this this is just weird coming from 2K.
0: Yeah, I think, again, to make it clear, because I think it's there is a difference, right, of like uh, uh, me being on the outside of it and mm-hmm. not being, the uh, trust me, I know that the bean counters at 2K are paying way closer attention to their bottom line than I am. I would be, I'm right there with you, right? Of I would feel like this is a thing where we know you're going to spend money once you're in the door. Why would we ever want to gate you from being in there? Why wouldn't we want to look good and be like, yes, you get it for free. You get the upgrade for free when you move to the next gen thing. And I think you start getting into you know, well, how much of the percentile of players are actually gonna upgrade and go right away? And, you know, NBA two K does sell so incredibly well, meaning that it's hitting a mainstream audience far larger than the people who will buy be buying next gen consoles at launch. You start getting into, well so if they only sell this many million PlayStation 5s and Xboxes out the door right, what are we then actually losing? Where are we actually going? And I'm sure they came down to that it's actually this is a guaranteed return on investment faster than actually, you know, supporting the ecosystem and letting people in that way, but it just seems like a little goodwill would have gone a long way, especially for yeah. a series that we talk about every year, fucking up their microtransactions every year something I have to do some story about how egregious it is that, you know, 2K is charging for this or whatever that that thing is, even though the gameplay is incredible.
1: What's your read on this $70 situation?
0: That's the other thing, right? That yeah, is the, like the other thing interesting in the thing of like if I is it is it a canary in the coal mine thing or is it 2K once again feeling like again, it, it, you imagine in the boardroom when they're sitting there debating this and they're they're doing projections and they're they're you know doing fiscal year uh, plans and all this jazz. It's got to be this idea that to make this worth it right to put the time and resources into taking the playstation 4 version and making it into a playstation 5 version and selling that we need to make x amount more money off of it and so is it in like you know projecting how many playstation 4s and xbox ones were sold in their launch year we can then extrapolate this time around that this is how many ps5s and series Xs will be sold so you come into this argument of to make this financially worth it for us we should charge ten dollars more for this copy and then is it is that thing of i think 2K is where, while well, I think EA sh- struggles and doesn't want to be known as the money-grubbing, most power-hungry comp- company in the world, kind of thing, I think 2K just doesn't give a shit because EA takes it all the time. And 2K, like, I, Strauss-Zelnick is never out there doing his Mia me- couples and falling on the stuff and saying they were wrong, right? Like, it is them making choices and making microtransactions and just being like, that's how it's going to be. And you can be fucking mad about it if you want to. I would imagine that's where this conversation comes down. They're just like, cool. Like, yeah, it's going to piss people off. But guess what? Based on our projections, based on this thing, this many people are going to buy it. So it doesn't make any... It just makes sense. Like, it's going to make the money. We don't care about the public reaction. We don't care about Greg Miller, who hasn't played a basketball game in how long, you know, since like, NCAA March Madness, whatever it was uh, from EA. Like, we don't give a shit that the talking heads on the internet are mad. As long as the audience that buys this thing hand over fist does is going to buy it, who gives a shit?
1: Yeah, and I I, I see it as it could be either either two things one it could be that canary in the coal mine that video games are just going to be video games are more expensive to to develop like that's the thing that happens as technology progresses uh and video games just get bigger and more technically advanced and all these different things and so i could see it being a canary in the coal mine that yeah next gen video games might just be more expensive or i could see it being 2k crunching the numbers and going well we're releasing 2K or NBA 2K on PS4 and the PS5 version is going to be better. And so if the PS4 version is 60 bucks, why not just charge 70 bucks for the PS5 version? I can right. see it being either of those conversations. I think either way though, it could be a tipping point. Like if, if NBA 2K comes out and it is $70 and it sees success in that, I could see other, other publishers going, okay, well they're able to do it. And yep. we know for us, you know, uh, budget and pricing and 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 all that has be, has become uh, more and more of a thing. You know, budget and pricing is is you know why we have micro microtransactions and why we have to monetize in all these different ways. If we're able to to raise seventy dollars because NBA two K is seeing success with that, then why don't we just go to seventy dollars? Why don't we just make that the new standard? Because people seemed that that seems to have worked fine for them. I could see that. I could see this being the t- tipping point for that in a way that I, I'm curious to see play out yeah and i mean there's a lot of moving
0: parts to this and like because that's the thing is i do think the you're locking the uh upgrade from playstation 4 to playstation 5 uh xbox one to series x behind a hundred dollar edition is a bit money is money grubby you know what i mean like especially with everybody Mm -hmm. else doing that for free kind of thing again it's you're right as a publisher uh this part i'm less offended by or anything like that this hundred dollar thing i'm more the question i think becomes is this the industry standard is it 2k going again back in their bean counters of just like listen no one's talking about how expensive their games are we can get out in front of it we can put it out and make our explanation for why it is and if we're wrong and everybody freaks out like we'll still sell this amount of copies we'll still make this version profitable if we're wrong and the industry doesn't go to that price point with us then fuck it next year we don't do that and we're fine and i think it's you know of course the argument always goes back to the fact that you know uh, we're talking about inflation. We're talking about uh, what six dollars w- is worth now, and how you know uh, video games are cheaper than ever, and yada yada yada, and that the price point hasn't moved. Uh, you know, in what two generations, that fact it probably does need to move. I know uh, on Games Industry Biz, uh, Sean Laden, uh, they had a bunch of they had an interview with him, yeah. and then he was on a, a panel and whatever. He not only talked about you know games should be shorter or whatever he'd like to see shorter games. He talked about the prices have to increase for AAA. Yeah, games. and so like, I have a, I have a quote right part-
1: here, right. Like is he's, he he his quote exactly was quote, it's been fifty nine ninety nine since I started in this business, but the cost of games have gone up ten times. If you don't have the the elasticity on the price point, but you have huge vol- volatility on the cost line, the model becomes more difficult. I think this generation is going to see those two imperatives collide, end quote,
0: yeah, and I think that is something we have to get used to and we have to think about, right, and you know, be prepared for if that and I don't know if that'll be the industry standard, honestly, more than anything. What I'd like to see is, you know, what we always talked about is actually let's explore the scale. Things don't have to be in right now money, $60, $40, $20, 15 10 you know, and like, you know, like, I feel like we have like established price points. Maybe, yeah, for some reason, and they make their case, NBA 2K21 on PlayStation 5 is 70 bucks, but... You know, Bug Snacks on PlayStation 5 is, I don't even know, 10 bucks, 15, 20, whatever. And then outside mm-hmm. of that, even, there is a game like Don't Nod's next game is $45. And yeah. I mean, Ralph
1: Morales ha- is like a good example of that's yeah. a a $40 game, probably. Yeah.
0: And we have, to, that's the whole point about it, right? Is that you have to, get into this argument of like, what is it actually worth and where does it actually shake out and what makes it profitable? And you know, this is also a whole move that in a lot of ways, in the, I don't think it works for 2k necessarily, but in a lot of ways you could make the argument of yet yeah, we're putting out a game that's $70, but guess what? They'll never be uh, the DLCs included forever. There's all this, you know I mean? We're never going to microtransaction you about something like that's all included there. Like there's so much push and pull and as you see retail fall away and it become a more digital marketplace, it does become what can you actually do with this? And then also, how do we explain to gamers, and that's a wide swath of people, what games are actually worth and what they actually cost to make? Right now, everybody's hung up on thinking yeah. they know that $60 is the sweet spot when in reality it isn't.
1: Yeah, and I, that's what I'm probably the most curious about is if next-gen, this is the tipping point of the publishers looking at 2K and going... All right, maybe this maybe we can justify the $70 price point. What is going to be the messaging behind that? Like do you do you, do you then go hard and saying, "Hey, by the way, we're not having uh microtransactions. You're getting everything like we're not going to nickel and dime you. You're getting a $70 premium full experience." Is is that part of the messaging because I feel like that is such a hard thing to message, um especially for video games that that are video games. I think for for us, we think we think a lot about um, us as like people in the gaming community and us yeah. as people that are tuned into the internet right but so many other people play games that just aren't tuned in that don't know sure. what's going on that weren't familiar with the star wars battlefront 2 microtransaction yeah. controversy yeah. and so if those people just like show up to a store and see 70 bucks are, are they going to be like what the fuck when did this happen why is this happening like is there is there even a, any sort of way to communicate that uh to them or yeah. if that standard just happens to it like if everybody shakes hands and agrees to just shift that standard at the same time to seventy to seventy dollars is that a thing that we all just automatically become accustomed to and automatically just accept over the course of however many months it takes for us to get get the memo
0: yes that's the thing about it I think that there would be the initial outcry of oh my god I can't afford no any games anymore I'm gonna have to do this I'm gonna have to do that and then just like everything else that people flip out about it whether it be the epic game store or PlayStation plus for multiplayer or whatever a year later, nobody would be talking about it. Yeah. You would have forgotten. I mean, I mean, it's the same thing of like when games for me to be like, Oh yeah, when did games go from 50 to 60? Like it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's 10 bucks. And I know 10 bucks means a lot. I know that I'm lucky enough to have a full-time job and, you know, media company or whatever the hell you want to call it. Kind of funny. Like I get that 10 bucks to everybody isn't 10 bucks. And I'm not saying, this would be something that everybody would just be like, cool. There's definitely people who would be left out. There are definitely be people who wouldn't afford it. And there definitely would be people who cut out. But I think there'd also be a lot of people who'd be like, fuck, I need to readjust my schedule. Okay, cool. Um, I'm eating out once I'm I'm eating out less or how much I don't know to say, I'm eating out one fewer time a week. You know what I mean? Like that kind of mm-hmm. shit. Like, I think there'd be, I like, there'd be enough gamers who do that to your point of parents and mainstream people and people who are picking up these things. It's the argument I saw earlier in the chat, right. Of like, well, the $100 Mamba thing, I am an NBA 2K fan. I was going to buy that already. It doesn't apply to me. Like, I feel like there is that part of it, too, of, you know, we get so caught up in, oh, man, like, what about the AA games? What about these small indies? Those aren't getting purchased by the mainstream consumer at Walmart. Well, the mainstream consumer at Walmart are there for Call of Duty. They're there for NBA 2K. They're there for an Assassin's Creed. And I think if you are going in three times a year, for something that is uh, a big game that means something to you, you go, ah, 70 bucks now that sucks, but the graphics are better than ever. Not to mention, have you even bought that console? That's the other thing we're talking, we're talking about, right? Is the fact that it's not that this is a huge bucket of cold water in your face. If you are one of these three times a year gamers, if you are, and I, and I I always use my best friend Poe back home, who, you know, is a, is a doctor (laughs) of criminology teaches at a college has a son, you know, just got just moved, Like he has a life going on. Right. So like, he joins the console generations very late every time. And so for this one, if he's go- he is excited for Valhalla, he's not going to be like it's not going to push him to buy a PS5 on day 1. And so if he walks into buy Valhalla and he sees that he's getting Valhalla 10 bucks cheaper than he would on PS5, he's like, "Oh man, that's great for me this time around." And you know, it sucks for future, but you, he there also is that looking at the brand new box the and I mean the brand new console, the brand new everything. You get that? Oh, this is a step up, but I'm fine with this and then when you make that step up you realize you're stepping into it i think personally again it's this whole argument though of like gaming is so big and it keeps on growing like you don't want to push it so far that you see that chilling effect right where it starts retracting Of okay now it's too much yeah. but i think it's the uh, same argument that has been around since i was a kid i remember when my mom uh yeah for the game boy she's like there's no way i am buying you a hundred dollar game game boy <laughs> you know what i mean like that was like her line of the same god bless aunt Del and Uncle scott who bought it for me like Everybody has those things and those walls, but eventually they fall down or they move away and don't care about it. And so mm-hmm. I don't see the 10 bucks being the backbreaker, even though I understand 100 percent there are people reading right or listening right now who are like ten dollars would be a backbreaker for me. I get that. I'm not saying, you know, but I also then are you a person who's gonna buy the console day one? Are you were you planning on, you know, buying everything in the launch lineup day one? There's so many moving parts to this and everyone's financial systems are different. But to your point, blessing, our point that if this is the industry shift, yes, I think it's a bitter pill to swallow, but you swallow. It. And the internet will be mad for a while, but then they'll swallow it and never think about it again. And not never, but you know what I
2: mean. Hey, Greg, I yeah. didn't know that Poe was a doctor. Can you hit him up and tell him my knees have been hurting?
0: That's why I said he's a doctor of criminology. He can tell you why the stats are for whatever, who's in jail or whatever. I don't know. That's that's what he is. He starts talking to just, me about it. And I'm like, hit yeah, up, yeah. hit
2: him up above my knees. He'll figure it out.
1: Are you texting right? Did he just pull your phone to text him? I did. Are you calling him?
0: I mean, I got it with Kevin's knees hurt.
2: Hold I don't on. know if we'll, it was. That, we'll mean, it, that man that was has a pro. full-time him, job. You know, I that told that Kevin. That man is an essential worker. My kneecaps doctor. feel swollen. And which he has better things to worry about. The criminal justice system is broken.
1: Let that man do his work. Act, uh, Let that man do his job. We can't doctor. be. We can't. We be bothering him if with he Kevin's wants
0: knees. To know Kevin,
1: look, look, I'll help you all with your knees. What's wrong with your knees, Kevin?
0: All right, uh, so I told so, I told Ke- this is the text. I told Kevin you're a doctor, and he's not listening to you being an academic doctor, so he wants to know why his kneecaps are sore. Said
2: Your kneecaps are sore, Kevin. I just I've been walking Cecil and when I walk like my kneecaps hurt. It was weird because you don't exercise ever. I fuck you, all right? Your kneecaps <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how your kneecaps can hurt, unless like, you're well, I, on I'm your confused knees a lot. about it, too. You see what I'm saying? Are you saying? on your knees
1: a lot, Kevin?
0: Guys, we have, we have seven news stories, and that was number one. Can yeah, we great, move great. on? Two in? seconds. Right.
2: Two seconds. I, I was in the process of building uh, this this uh, closet for Bala, and I think maybe I was on my knees too much. I bought okay. cool-ass knee guards. That would make more sense. Do you, do you want to see my knee guards? They're new. I actually do. I do yeah, want right. to see your knee guards. I do. Do you, do you look He's... like a Ninja Turtle?
0: I'm going to move on, and I'm going to start number two. Actually, I can't because it's will just interrupt that immediately.
2: Yeah, the bear was like, "Oh, you got to get knee guards." So I got the coolest ones. Look at that. <laughs> oh All shit! Right, "Oh, that looks
1: like Deathstroke."
2: <laughs> right? Isn't it? Yeah, it does look like yeah. that. So I don't that's know. Maybe awesome. maybe I'll do Deathstroke, and well, Paula will be what's what's Deathstroke's Robin? friend? Yeah, sure, Robin. Oh, yeah, that's hot. Yeah. Wait. Right. Wait. What context is this happening in? Oh, you don't know the context. It. All oh, right. No.
0: So Poe answered. He goes, "Ha ha." Has he been working out? And I said yes, walking a dog, and he's saying something else now. So we'll get back to it. Because Poe also, of course, uh, uh, an NCAA runner, so like he knows a lot
1: of stuff. Right about there,
2: that. you go. I knew uh, Poe. You know, I, uh, I'm glad I could trust the doctor. While oh, while, while we're off
1: topic, Kevin, is, <laughs> I see that my I'm like cropped like closely. Is there a way I can zoom out of my crop? You know, so people can like see more. Um.
2: Than yeah. Yeah. Kevin
1: Poe asked, "How old are your
0: shoes?"
2: Because I feel like I look like a giant compared to, <sighs> see, to Greg. This is an interesting What's thing, back, Greg. Greg? Oh, hold on one second. There. They're maybe six months old, okay. But I've got a lot of use out of them. Like they, that- they smell bad. They smell real bad. You know what I mean? And Why did you already have your shoe on deck? <laughs> well, because I, I got it. I got here after walking the dog and going to get Paula bagels, and then I was like, you know what, my feet hurt, so I took off my shoes. But yeah, you know they look pretty worn. Do you think it'd be the shoes? This is interesting.
0: Yeah, he th- that might be shoes. Yeah. He, okay. They are pretty worn. They are, and and I noticed recently
2: my feet have been smelling really badly, which wasn't a thing beforehand.
0: Hmm. Huh? You got to look into that then too. You know what I mean? Athlete's foot, maybe?
2: Athletes—they don't itch at all. They don't itch at all.
0: Yeah, but they smell. That's a problem. You know what I mean?
2: I mean, only if you ask me to take off off your shoes at your house. I was so happy we were all wearing masks when you told me to take off your shoes at your house.
0: Yeah, but it didn't work.
2: Really? I'm sorry. We smelled
0: you. We smelled you. You smelled. Uh, Poe says, uh, all right, good. First thing is to get new shoes. So start there, all right? Number two on the
2: Roper Report. Does he have any have recommendations? The iron...
0: oh, Jen made me custom Mizu shoes, like Nike run ones. They're They're great. I recommend those, all right? Number two on the Roper Report. Iron Man VR reviews have started to post, and we have the roundup. This is from, or I'm citing this at Metacritic. The Metacritic right now is at a 76. This is as of 8.22 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, Screen Rant gave it a 90. Uh, Cody Peterson wrote, Iron Man VR shows off what VR is capable of in a way that few other games in the market have there is something exhilarating about accelerating at breakneck speeds cutting the thrusters and shooting drones out of the sky just to go right back to flying through the air every single moment spent with the game is just as fun as the last camouflage has raised the bar on what players should expect from vr developers in the future which makes starting the next console generation all the more exciting anyone who owns psvr should pick up iron man vr immediately uh, upload VR gave it four out of five stars. uh David Jagno, friend of the show, uh, wrote: Despite a few setbacks, like horrendous load times, some sometimes janky controls, and a few missed opportunities with its surprisingly excellent story, Iron Man VR is an absolute triumph. Camouflage uh, absolutely delivered a a quality campaign-driven VR game uh featuring one of the world's most iconic superheroes, all while showing him in a new light with an original story that isn't weighed down by the baggage of the MCU and comics flying as iron man feels amazing uh talking to characters as tony stark's as tony stark is full of wit and humor and from top to bottom uh it's exhilarating and well-paced adventure i'm sorry it's an exhilarating and well-paced adventure that feels like it only grazes the surface of how uh high this developer can fly in vr then ign gave it a seven tom marks wrote uh marvel's iron Man vr is not the next marvel spider-man and it's not a system selling killer app for the playstation vr But despite falling short of those admittedly high bars, it's still a fun time. While Tony Stark's story may not have grabbed my interest at all, flying around as his alter ego was a thrill, and its intuitive aerial combat stayed engaging even as missions uh, and enemy variety thinned. Uh, It has plenty of extras uh, to keep completionists playing after the credits roll, too, even if there's not that much incentive to do so beyond wanting to feel the wind on your helmet, dot, dot, dot or collecting trophies blessing at Oye jr we have iron man vr i have we beaten do. it where are you with it? i know you've been busy I've, this week
1: yeah i'm still pretty early in it i beat the prologue and i beat chapter one and so okay. i'm not and I, I forget how many chapters are in it but i'm not too 12. far in it uh there are 12 chapters so yeah I'm, I'm, yeah I'm still fairly early uh i mean so far i'm i'm not loving it but i, yeah. I still plan to play more uh and like you know experience more so I can actually form a full opinion um, sure. but I kind of I'm kind of there with uh, uh, what Tom Marx is saying like so far the things that I've noticed are that the a lot of the tracking for me seems kind of like eh, like seems kind of okay. off uh, especially when I like look down and like my chest feels like it's protruding from my actual where my actual chest is yeah. like my some 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 of my um um like my features don't seem to be accurate when i'm like looking gotcha. around at my body and stuff um but yeah there's that the, the flying is fun the shooting is fun the actual gameplay i think is, is pretty fun um and the cr- controls around it i think are are pretty cool um but yeah like so so far i'm like i'm not blown away by any means but i sure. i do think it's like a pretty competent vr game
0: Yeah, we've talked about it before. We think we're going to do a full review on uh, PSI Love You on Tuesday just because you'll have more time to play, uh, and that's more of a, a vehicle for a longer discussion about that and really get into it. For me personally, and I want to point out before I even get into my opinions of the game, there is a, a Greg Miller Easter egg in Iron Man VR akin to Spider-Man PlayStation 4. So if you need to, take my opinion with a great assault. Again, this is just a fun nod that I guess Marvel games will do from here on out. Avengers balls in your court. Uh, but it wasn't like I was paid or talked or anything anything crazy about it. It's just a ne- neat little Easter egg. There you go. Uh, for me personally, these reviews uh, are all spot on in what I think of Iron Man VR. I I love Iron Man VR. I think that the load times are atrocious like it is bad and it, and it might be one of those where I think it's amplified by the fact that you're in VR you know what I mean like when there's a load in a game nowadays right it's usually on your phone go to Twitter right awesome uh, when you're in VR you can't do that so you just see the little percentage bar fill or circle fill in or the bar fill in and it, there there are long ass loads in this game. Uh, sometimes on deaths too which uh, didn't happen to me a lot in i was playing in the medium difficulty not the hardest there's a trophy i need to go back and play on all the hardest stuff uh, but i was talking to again brian from playstation 4 trophies who was saying on hard the difficulties are even longer apparently and it's like ah, oh, geez but that aside like i find it fun to be on it man like i i didn't have what you're talking about blessing i actually had the opposite of like there are those moments where i bring up my my arms and repulsors and i would like kill everything and then just look at my hands and arms and move them around and it did it did for me feel one-to-one and i don't know if it's a light thing camera thing whatever but like they were exactly where they should be and like you know just rotating it, looking at the details in between like the elbow junctions and into the arms and stuff i thought it was fucking dope and uh you know then you get into the gameplay and it is you know like this interesting mix of flying around fighting these things you do like they mentioned it here like there is repetition in this game. Like you do meet pretty much all the Jones pretty early. So then you kind of know what you're fighting. But for me personally, you know, especially in the beginning, feeling like a floundering mess, you know, like the, one of the first things you do in Malibu is, a, uh, uh, it's from the demo, the one where you race around and, you know, okay, cool. These are your, your, flight test at the end like you know it's like here's what it took how long it took you and my first one was like three and a half minutes and then the camouflage time of like 38 seconds come up I'm like oh yeah. fuck you guys fuck you you know what i mean like, I,
1: I did that and i thought i was killing it i thought yeah. i was just zooming through everything when i finished i was like oh sweet let's see if i got the high score and camouflage yeah. like 30 something seconds i'm like fuck you guys you
0: motherfuckers yeah exactly so it's like it's yeah, but anyways good i last night you know or yesterday i guess after after games cast in into the evening i beat it And it was that thing I had those moments of, you know, they're throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you in these final battles. And it was that, oh, fuck, like, I got this. You know what I mean? Where I'm, like, dodging the attacks, blowing these things up, waiting for their shields, throwing the punch that I, like, waited so long in the game to ever use. And, like, it was that, like, fuck, yeah, I got this. And it is, you know, to Tom's uh, final review there where he's, like, you know, uh, there's there's plenty of stuff to do afterwards, even if there's not much of an incentive to do it outside of trophies, which I'm going to go get uh for me it's it's a very akin to batman when they did uh the arkham vr right which was a short experience but i think something i kept on my playstation forever and i know a lot of people kept on because when you had somebody over you're like you got to try this try this out you're batman and i really do feel like that's how this game is where it's like try this out you're iron man and there are you know wave-based challenges there are a bunch of like uh non-story missions for you to go fuck around in and earn upgrade points and all that jazz but we can talk about that on PSI Love You XOXO. Uh, this game comes out tomorrow. Again, 76 on Metacritic right now. I I I endorse it. I say, I say get it uh, as a big PlayStation VR fan. But like, yeah, I agree that it's not like it's not a it's not the killer app. It's not this thing. I just think it's a yeah. really, really fun time to run around a PlayStation VR, but we'll give you a fuller review when it comes around. On Tuesday. Uh, number three on the Roper Report. Uh, Microsoft has renewed its fable trademark. This is Jordan Ullman over at IGM uh microsoft has applied to renew its fable trademark as rumors of a sequel to Lionhead's rpg franchise continue to swirl you can check out the trademark application here uh, which was filed on june 26th it's standard practice for businesses to renew trademarks for ips that they own but within the current context it's an interesting move Especially when you notice the intent to use the intent to use tag, which is marked as yes, despite the current use tag being marked as no, suggesting Microsoft has future plans for the franchise. The fable rumor mill has been spinning for years at this point, and there's plenty of information to dig into it. Earlier this week, Microsoft downplayed the significance of a placeholder fable Twitter account, despite it seemingly having been registered in March of this year by a user with a Microsoft email address. Back in November 2017, we reported, this is IGN, uh, that Playground Games was hiring talent for a new game listed as an open-world action RPG. In fact, the developer opened an entirely new studio earlier that year to create Project 2, a game uh, that will not feature any racing, distancing itself from Forza, the Forza series uh, the developer is known for. Then, in 2018, Playground Games uh, uh, creative director Ralph Fulton told the Daily Star Online that the Xbox One X uh, would be the lead platform for the studio's next game, just days after a Eurogamer report surfaced suggesting that a new uh, Fable game was in development at Playground. Blessing. Is Fable happening? Are we going to get it at the Xbox uh, reveal event in July?
1: It is happening. That second question is I think the more interesting one. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say yes. I think I we'll get is. it. I, I think I think we'll get it. I think it's time. It's been rumored forever. I think yep. we we it's it's also been rumored that uh that uh is it playground games, the Forza Horizon mm-hmm, studio, mm-hmm. uh that they're working on it and we've we've been hearing that hearing hearing about that for years i feel like it's time i feel like yeah. at this event xbox was have their coming out party and i think fable is very much a part of that
0: i hope it i can't wait i i loved the original fable on xbox uh i'm stoked to see what they want to do with a new one i love a good action rpg uh i hope it's a launch game i won't hold my breath halo infinite I it's know. not it's not gonna be.
1: be a launch game why won't you ever dream in and that why you not fucking knockout punch Take that PlayStation, break it over your
0: back. Or there, is no, that, the knee. Break the PlayStation.
1: No, you don't, you don't want all these games to trample over each other. Forza, Halo, whatever other. I guarantee games. you, I'm not going to play Forza. Third right? party. Don't worry about it. Whatever games, game? third party. You should play Forza. Forza is fun. At least Horizon um, is fun. No, no, I,
0: I, know I get that. I've played a Forza before. I've driven in these okay. games before. I think at the Taco Bell IGN stream, I had to drive around and just drove through cornfields or whatever. Who cares? Taco Bell IGN stream? Yeah. IGN and Taco Bell did a stream that they hired us to come do.
2: They were goons the whole time. It we seemed like it was that's fun. I mean. Did yeah. you did you get free Taco Bell?
0: We did. Yeah, a lot. Of oh it, man. a lot of it. I that's think crazy. it was a little cold, but I ate a lot of it. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah,
2: they, awesome. didn't you guys put cameras up at IGN all over the place?
0: We didn't do that. IGN people? put IGN c- cameras all over IGN, and then it didn't tell anybody in the the, the, the in the editorial pool that they were on camera. Ooh, so when illegal. Nick came out to a, oh, no. when Nick came out to annoy people, everybody was very super annoyed. Because not only did they not, they didn't know they were on camera. So why is Nick just crawling on the ground, pissing us off? And not to mention, we didn't work with a lot of those people at IGN. So there wasn't like a relationship to fall back on. Mm -hmm. Like, haha, Nick's back and he's being a Nick. It was like, I'm a new person here. Who the fuck is this old man? Yeah, Nick didn't crawl around. He used to be respectable, but we broke that. It was
2: more of a me thing. Number
0: four on the Roper Report is Sony buying Liu. Uh, by the way, Liu or Leu? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, they own Splash Damage, who made Gears Tactics, and Digital Extremes, who make a warfare, uh, Warframe. Oh, my apologies. Uh, this is a Bloomberg report that just had that as the author. Uh, Sony is weighing a bid for Liu Technology Holdings Limited, people familiar with the matter said, paving the way for an intensified bidding war for the Hong Kong-listed gaming firm. Uh, The Japanese tech giant is working with a financial advisor uh, on the potential offer for Liu, uh, said the people, asking not to be identified because the matter is private. Sony is hoping that it can edge out other bidders with greater certainty of financing, the people said. Liu's Yuck, Oh, I cut out this uh, gentleman's name from earlier, sorry, the guy who was in charge, Yuck, Uh, aims to choose a buyer and sign an agreement as soon as this month, the people said. Talks are still ongoing and no final decision has been made, the people said. Other bidders could still emerge, they said. Representatives for Liu and, Liu and Sony uh, declined to comment. Uh, Leu uh, was uh, listed in Hong Kong in 2011 and counts among its titles, the free shooting games Warframe and Dirty Bomb. It all. It's also working with Amazon.com Incorporated to co-produce a video game based on the popular fantasy series The Lord of the Rings, according to its website sony has recently been aiming to beef up its content arsenal as the tech giants chief executive officer uh, kenichiro yoshida believes uh that would turn that would in turn strengthen the value of the branded consumer giants hardware Uh, that includes uh playstation 5 the new video game console that the company plans to launch
1: at the end of this year
0: what do you think of that plus
1: that'd be an interesting move it does i feel like Warframe is huge and I think that's the the big thing uh, I remember toward the beginning of the generation toward the rollout of the ps4 uh warframe coming to the ps4 was kind of a, a big thing that was that, yeah. that was kind of like that uh rollouts Godfall in a way uh, because they, they they kept hyping up as oh yeah warframe which was already on PC at the time warframe is coming coming to ps4 and it's gonna be free to play and all this different stuff and so there's a relationship there as far as that uh, I think this is this this would be an interesting acquisition because this doesn't really scream PlayStation first party. That doesn't. This doesn't scream traditional PlayStation first party. Um, and so I like if you were to if you were to if you were able to to have ownership of digital extremes and have them do like a new Warframe and not even it doesn't even have to be Warframe. It could be a new IP. Um, but have have some sort of uh, you know new idea that can grow and come to fruition on PS5 and like really make an audience there and become uh, the PS5's big. I guess game as a service. I think that could be a really cool idea. And I think that could that could work. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they took if they got that, what they would do with
0: Warframe. Because Warframe, one of the, I think it's keys to success is the fact that it's everywhere. Kind of like Minecraft, right? So like yeah. with Sony then you assume allow that to happen and continue. And it's also interesting, and granted, this is Bloomberg, you know, so it's like we're reading an adult newspaper. Um, they keep talking about Sony Corp. Like, would it then would it fall into PlayStation? Uh, studios, or would it be this is just a Sony Corp owned thing? You know what I mean? Like how Sony Music was making games or whatever for a little bit. In- a lot of interesting wrinkles there, but I think it'd be a cool shakeup. Yeah, to get it and see what that looks like and what they can do with that. So stay tuned on that one. Number five on the Roper Report, everybody uh, Breaking Bad's Giancarlo. Did I say that right? I think Gian- you nailed it. Giancarlo
2: <laughs> Esposito Giancarlo.
0: is in a game. Uh, this is Eddie a game spot GameSpot. Uh, Breaking Bad and the Mandalorian star, Giancarlo. Uh, If you're watching Barrett, you can call in and correct me. Uh, Esposito will be featured in an upcoming video game, but he can't tell you about it yet. Speaking to Collider, Esposito provided just a tiny tease, saying he worked on a game earlier in 2020 using some kind of new technology quote this video game i did which is going to be huge can't really mention esposito said (laughs) he said he performed his part in this video game with quote this new style of acting but he never fully elaborated on this he was responding to a question about how fortnite developer epic's unreal engine is being used to film the mandalorian in new and unique ways but (laughs) esposito stopped short of confirming if there i'm sorry if this was the same tech slash setup that he used on the mysterious video game Esposito went on to say that the COVID nineteen pandemic has led to a new style of acting through Zoom and other online means. Uh, whatever this game is, it won't be Esposito's first. He previously played The Dentist in payday two, providing voice acting and motion capture work for the character. Blessing. I saw
1: some I saw somebody on Twitter mention that they'd love to see him play uh the the next Far Cry villain, which I think sure. could be really cool. Of course, if you're if you're familiar, he's uh Gus from Breaking Bad, I right. believe. The, right. the, so know. like the bad guy in, in like season three or whatever um really cool really cool actor um uh really good at what he does and yeah he plays villain roles exceptionally well and so to see him I, i'd really want to see him as some sort of villain a video game character whether that's far cry or whether that's um like a cyberpunk kind of thing maybe that's like the next keanu reveal is is john carlo you that'd be you, you, really I feel cool like... it's kind of late for that though but totally and then you
0: figure i think the ones i saw going around the most ma- that are the ones that are traditionally uh make sense right would be call of duty or far cry i could see one of call those of being, sense, yeah you know what i mean bringing him in uh, to be the big bad in one of those games or something like that but i think it's interesting you know uh what it means where it could go and all uh, these different things i saw somebody in the chat chat out fallen order too that would be fucking oh so goddamn God. amazing can you, you imagine? imagine it ties into man that'd, like that. that'd be awesome but yeah i don't think that'll happen. Sadly. Uh, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it is and the fact that they're filming, get out of here, bug, uh, in 2020, uh, what that actually means if if it's going to be something for this year or if he was doing pickups for this year and then it would actually happen or if it's something further out. We'll have to wait and see uh so that's i want to keep that on your radar another thing to keep on your radar uh number six on the rumor report there's a madden nfl 21 uprising uh yesterday hashtag fix madden franchise was trending after ea published details on their franchise mode and fans were like what the fuck this should just be a patch not a brand new game and so everybody flipped out and started using the fix madden franchise there's that's the story that is the story like i read through the what the the, the uh, updates were of like what they were promoting for a franchise and i'm like I haven't played a Madden franchise in a long time, so I wouldn't. This doesn't speak to me as something that isn't like new. So, because it was all buzzwords and whatever, but everybody—not everybody, but lots and lots and lots of people—were pissed off about it. So, I wanted to put it out here that we're in one of the situations of: Will the <laughs> there's
1: a thing happening? <laughs>
0: Will the fan base get their way? Have they, you know, like they are, are They are the ones that this game is being made for? They're the ones that, like, I think it's interesting. You know, you talk about uh, NBA 2K21 today, and we're having this conversation that I think affects all of games, right? Where we're all like, oh, man, this is, should they really charge a hundred bucks and yada, yada? And all these people outside of the fan base have an opinion. This is very much like, no, we are the fan base, and we're fucking mad that this franchise doesn't look like it's being updated at all. So, yeah. it, you know, ER, yeah. EA already changed their opinion on how they were going to do uh, the next gen update. Will anything happen here? Wanted to put it on your radar. Just on your My
1: prediction is you get nothing on this one. Yeah. Because like, they're not going to delay that. too far gone. That's the biggest thing too.
0: I don't even know what you, and uh, granted again, I'm not part of the Madden community anymore. So like, I can't tell you what people want out of it and what they want changed, but something to put on your radar. All right. It's out there now. It's on there. (laughs) um and then finally as we were going live fallout put out a, a tweet it said hashtag please stand by they added at amazon studios and hashtag uh, kilter films kevin can you play it it's oh, basically shit. them saying that they're gonna do an amazon uh fallout show and while we watch this teaser blessing would you like the actual mm-hmm. news yes i would this uh is breaking off of bethesda.net and play it whenever you can. Uh, Kilter Films teamed with Amazon Studios to develop a series based on Fallout. Amazon Studios has licensed the rights to the worldwide best-selling game franchise Fallout with the producer uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy's Kilter Films attached to produce the product, currently in development with a series commitment. Uh, Quote, Fallout is one of the greatest game series of all time. Each chapter of this insanely imaginative story has cost us countless hours we could have spent with family and friends. So we're incredibly excited to partner with Todd Howard and the rest of the brilliant lunatic at Bethesda to bring this massive, subversive, and darkly funny universe to life with Amazon studio said lisa joy and jonathan nolan kilter films over the last decade uh this is todd over the last decade we've looked at many ways to bring fallout to the to the screen but it was clear from the moment i first spoke with jonah and lisa a few years ago that they were the team at kilter who were the ones to do it right uh we're enormous fans of their work and couldn't be more excited to work with them on amazon studio and amazon studios my apologies uh, more of this, more of this, more of this. Uh, da, da, da. Very excited about this. Uh, here we go. Yeah, so on. Uh, Kilter, because I saw people tossing out that Kilter had worked on uh, Westworld. Uh, yeah,
1: no, yeah, Jonathan Nolan. Um, Christopher Nolan's brother, I believe. Is that right? One of the... the- um, yeah kilter films directors. also produces Ray hbo's
0: Night westworld World. which just wrapped its third season and picked up its fourth season uh kilter also produced interactive and trans media marketing for the series including a westworld Super Bowl spot directed by nolan uh joy received oh, i'm sorry joy recently directed her debut feature film reminiscence from water so these are some real things and real people doing real things blessing what are your hopes for a fallout tv show uh, Ant-
1: i just wanted to be good so far everything i'm hearing sounds good like jonathan nolan uh you know The work i've seen of his has been good specifically westworld um yeah i i didn't know fallout tv show was happening until like legit this new story came up and uh yeah i'm very excited about it i'm all about it i i I don't know what i'd want out of a fallout tv show i guess i'd i guess i'd kind of just want tales from the fallout universe if anything um I'm I imagine that what this will be is you probably're probably gonna have a main character, you're probably gonna have an actual storyline and all that stuff. But for yeah. Fallout being the kind of wor- world that it is and being a game where um there's not necessarily like you, the, the games are you create your own character and you go about side quests and do your thing. Like there's not like a Geralt in Fallout. Um and so I I feel like the right way to do it would be almost to have like a Black Mirror-ish, like every episode is something different. Every episode is exploring mm, this universe in a different way, or every episode is a different vault. Where all right, now we have Vault sixty-nine, where we, we <laughs> put one nice. one dude in a vault with a, with uh, with all women and see how that played out. And that's Jesus. Just an episode. I think that I think that's oh, what they I actually what you're vault doing. 69. Oh,
0: I like yeah. the
1: idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like every every episode being a different vault could be a really cool idea. I don't think that's what they're gonna do, but. I I think there are really cool things you can do with the Fallout universe because that universe is, is is just really interesting overall.
0: See, I like the idea of I I, I go against you here because I think you could mm-hmm. do that with a main story because I think the actual idea of Fallout is so rad. Of you know like all right, cool, you're in this vault. The you know the wor- the world's ended. You come out and what happens? And I think having whether it be the Fallout uh you know uh, Fallout Three, let's go find your dad. Whether it be Fallout Four, let's go find your kid. Like. There's enough there needs to be some kind of motivation to get you out Excellent. and get you going. And I think as you get out, you can run into people from Vault Sixty Nine and then get a flashback episode that is about them. And insert you know what I mean? That like kind of makes mm-hmm. it all happen. I think that'd be easier for people to attach onto.
2: Nah, Blessing's yeah. idea is better. Good job, Blessing.
1: Thank you, Kev. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking now. Yeah. Uh Vault Sixty Nine. Uh it was populated by one man and nine hundred and ninety nine women. And then uh, Vault 68 is Vault 69's counterpart, which contains 999 men and only one woman. And that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, I was going to say, how do those to go? Lady. sounds like the internet. That, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. That sounds like Twitter replies. <laughs> uh, are you calling Fallout? Yeah. It's Pete. Hey,
0: Pete Hines from Bethesda. It's me, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. How are you? You're on Kind of Funny Games Daily, blah, blah, blah. Hi, hi, Greg Miller. How are you? Good. You've announced a TV show today. Congratulations. Yeah, pretty certain. So here's what you need to do cuz this is the most important thing. I need to know whose idea is better, all right? I say the show should follow one, you know, Vault uh, one Vault Hunter. They leave the vault, they or Vault dweller. They go out, they, you know, they're hey, it's, you know, it's like hey, we come out of the vault and then what's the world's changed and I it's all through my lens. And then Blessing wants it to be like an anthology series where it's just a bunch of different stories from different vaults. What do you like? Hm. I
2: don't
0: know. Oh, you like don't do this. Give me an answer. Just thing. say I'm right. Just say I'm right. And I'm not saying... This is not you confirming what the show is about. This is you voting Greg or Blessing.
2: Oh, well, then I vote Greg.
0: Yeah, that's right in your face, Blessing. He's yeah. black. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I'm you, Pete. Call Todd Howard. <laughs> <my fucking laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. Congratulations, bye.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Come Man. on, Bless. You want a, an anthology Tales of the Crypt fallout. Just Think get about out of it. Here. Think about it. Vaults <sighs> from, the, from the Wasteland. No, that doesn't work.
0: That's the spinoff. It's like, well, that's what it should have done with The Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead should have... You know what? I digress. Blessing, I'm excited to see who's right about the Fallout show when it happens on Amazon one day, but that one day is so far
1: away. If I wanted something more immediate, what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go on your birthday? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. <laughs> yeah. Out today, Moonray on PC. What the hell was that at the end? That <laughs> was like
0: a Kevin quiver moan. <laughs> Moonray on PC. The Otterman <laughs> Empire on Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Keen One Girl Army on Switch. Caretaker on Switch. Biped on Switch. Pool Slide Story on Switch. Couch Co op Bundle Volume 2 on Switch. Uh, Digerati in the darling bundle volume three on switch infliction extended cut on switch no cure on pc vector mirror zero on pc robot invasion on pc and robo terror on pc if robot and invasion and robo terror aren't related how pissed are they at each other on all oh, the yeah, fucking that's... days you got to put out another robot
1: game on our day get the fuck out! i'm, of here. I'm with that also biped is a pretty fun co-op game talked about on ps love you yeah you played that on ps love you yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, New dates for you. Hellpoint, a dark sci-fi RPG from developer Cradle Games and publisher Tiny Build. Finally has a release date. The game will release on July 30th on PC, Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. And then Dungeon of Nahulenbeck launches August 27th on PC. And I can't believe I nailed that word like that. Come on now. That was pretty impressive, guys. Am I right? Good job. That was really Uh, impressive. I like it. Blessing. It's time for reader mail. Of course, you can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. Speaking of ads, Greg way. This episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by Linen, Ladies and gentlemen, kind of funny loves Brooklyn. And you know this. I've talked for years about the sheets I bought from Brooklyn. And they're the only sheets we sleep on. I didn't need Gents' help because when you go there, you can mix and match the patterns on brooklinen.com. See what will match your uh, house and your style and your bedroom. And it's great. But I also just got Brooklyn towels because Brooklyn's more than just sheets. They're towels. Uh, they're robes. They're all sorts of crazy things. And let me tell you, you think these towels aren't keeping me so- soft? They aren't keeping me dry. They ain't nice on my body. You'd be wrong, brother. These things are great. I love these towels. They're as good as the sheets. You know what I mean, Kev? Yep. I like to keep Kevin on his toes when I see him doing stuff in OBS, and I'm like, he doesn't have the button button ready to go. Uh, As I'm saying, Brooklyn is amazing. It's the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers and directly with consumers. There's no middleman, just great products and service. It's luxury products without the luxury markup. Uh, Go to brooklynand.com. It's the perfect place to start making small changes that make a big difference. Of course, like I said, there's so much more. You can turn your bathroom into a spa. Uh, You can turn your loungewear. Into luxury, and you can turn your bedding into a retreat. Uh so Brooklinen is confident in their products, as you know. Uh, all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Go make yourself comfortable. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use the promo code GAMES at Brooklinen.com. That's 10% off your first order and free shipping with the promo code GAMES at Brooklinen.com. Brooklyn in everything you need to live your most comfortable life blessing we had a lot of good questions as usual everybody out there is killing it i do want to point out uh yes we are aware that the participation links for july haven't gone up yet yesterday during games cast i hit up joey and i was like hey we need the patreon producers and her response was oh fuck it's july so like we are on it we got caught off guard The i don't know if you have the same thing as we have in the pandemic but every day feels like the exact fucking same (laughs) it's impossible to know what's happening but we're on it uh, but for right now, you guys used uh, the, old, the links from J- June. It's great. We'll get you July ones here in a second, though. BJ Bernardo has one, but it, I feel like it's so out of left field for what we've been talking about. I skipped some of the Iron Man VR ones. We're going to talk about that on PS I Love You as well, I guess.
2: Give us BJ Bernardo's.
0: You want B.J. Bernardo? All right, here we go. B.J. Bernardo writes in uh, off of yesterday's uh, topic of Xbox teaming up with that there. Jeff Keeley fella uh, to do some game demos, as one might call them, and says, Hi, y'all. Do you feel the Xbox Summer Game Fest is a good way to handle these demos with no live events? Do you think we'll get the demos for Halo Infinite or other big AAA games? Blessing, did you catch this story yesterday?
1: Um, barely. I'm not sure what the details are, though.
0: Here they come right from Xbox to you. If you've been lucky enough to attend E3 Pax Gamescom or another show in the past, you know that above and beyond the spectacle of these shows, one of the great joys of attending a marquee gaming event is being able to get your hands on games. Lots of games. (laughs) Getting to try them out early and discover uh, new games is awesome. While we can't recreate the experience of attending a big show entirely, we can help you get your hands on a lot of cool games early. As announced by Jeff Keighley as part of Summer Games Fest, uh, Summer you know, right. Xbox is proud to reveal that our Summer Games Fest demo event will be held on Xbox One from July 21st to July 27th we'll have more than 60 brand new game demos for upcoming unreleased xbox games available to check out for free uh look for the special uh game fest demo uh tile on the xbox one dashboard uh to find the collection demos and then the post goes on i lauded it yesterday for this it goes on to talk about the fact that hey these aren't your traditional demos you'd find on xbox these are like the demos you would get if you went to a show floor so things will change they might not work right yada 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 like all the things you'd expect from it um we talked about this yesterday and I was like, this is a brilliant idea. And I think it's the future of events in general blessing. Do you want to jump on that real quick?
1: Yeah, no, I think that, I think this is a really cool idea and I'm with you. I'm with you there too, that I think this is the future on, on, of how things could work. If this is successful. Uh, we talked, we talked a lot about E3 in our games cast episode that went, that went up this uh, week and what possibly E3 could be next year. Say E3 were to come back next year and they tried to exist. And um, a- after this year of companies, figuring out their own ways to do streams and figuring out their own ways to to advertise their games outside of e3 next year is going to look dynamically different and if this becomes a viable option for game demos to take place from our own consoles and our own pcs i think that could shift things dynamically because i think for e3 one of the big things that e3 still has is the fact that press can come through and actually have hands-on with games that's not a thing you can really work out with um, all these digital showcases, showcases and stuff, like you still got to be able to to demo games. And the way the way in which things are working currently, um, like the way I demoed Cyberpunk was basically the whole process of uh, um, like you know having the back and forth with PR, setting up a time, testing my internet, and then playing it through a streaming service. You know which. That's a lot. That'll. That's a lot of hoops to jump through compared to just being at an event like PAX or at an event like E3 and uh, setting up a time and being able to show up to all these different uh, uh, demo kiosks and and have your time with the game and be able to talk about it immediately because everything is uh, uh um everything's pretty open as far as like embargoes go for E3. Like you you have the idea that okay yeah I'm gonna be able to talk about this immediately or pretty soon. Yeah. Um. And so I think if this works yeah i think this i think it'll be huge i think you're gonna see a lot of different companies go this route as far as the halo infinite thing and as far as the bigger games i don't know if we're gonna see those i don't think i don't think we would see those this see time here's around. My... sorry go ahead no go for go for it go for it
0: that's where it gets really interesting is when we read this yesterday and why i love this question from bj is i do think that this is the future i do think this is super smart i talked about it yesterday bless what i'd love to do is and i'll need your help figuring out is some kind of crazy stream where we try to play them all not in one day maybe we spread it out the entire week we do hours oh, that's of it. Fun. we just i do a day you do a day whatever we switch it around that way kind of thing um but i didn't anticipate i didn't think i i when i read it and thought about it i was like oh indie, sure and like what they they list uh, it's interesting because i'm back on the actual page to see if they updated it as glenn gregory senior product uh, product marketing manager he says you know we'll have more than 60 and then at the end he goes somewhere between 75 and 100 when the dust settles but the games they list are not triple a stuff right it's uh, uh chris tales destroy all humans haven Hellpoint, skatebird uh the veil now these are all great games don't get me wrong or they seem like great games from what i know but it is mm-hmm. like oh that was for me setting the expectation about oh, will be kind of indies double a's but then will would they be crazy enough to put halo infinite out there would they be crazy enough to put out something else that they're assumedly going to announce at this xbox july event that you assume this is tied in with
1: and I, I and i think I think this year, no. I think if we see a lot of success with this, and if companies become more and more comfortable mm-hmm. with this idea, I think maybe next year or the year after, that's when we start seeing bigger AAA games actually go yeah. this route in terms of demoing their games and getting them get, getting them into the hands of press and players this way. Um, just because I think I, Halo Infinite is just too big, uh, too high profile, too big of a game, too important of a game to uh, to try and deliver it in this way that feels somewhat experimental like i I'm, I'm sure xbox is gonna be able to pull this off i'm sure for the most part this is gonna work technically oh but yeah still halo infinite it just feels like such a big thing i to think like...
0: xbox is crazy enough to do it though and let alone the really? fact that it would bring so many people in i don't i i would say if i'm a betting man they won't do it but I could see them being like, yeah, it's the, you know, whatever. It's 20 minutes of Halo Infinite. Go and try it, and it'll get you the other thing. It'll get you the thing, and it'll drive home how cool this is that we're doing this, and then also drive home the idea that, like, the audience can understand this. Like, you don't, you can, I mean, like, think about if you know for xo 20 they were like you know what we saw it and like everything that we were going to do at xo 20 let's say it's not a live event we're doing an inside xbox and at the end of that we flip the switch and everything you've seen there is playable online uh the PlayStation's like we're bringing back in quotes psx and it's going to be an online thing where you know on playstation.com uh or youtube.com slash playstation you can see all these live panels we'll be doing then there's also a show floor full of demos that you can try out for i mean like that is awesome and a really brilliant move to get the people who are the hardcore the people who are watching and listening to this show to go there and be like you know what i do want to do this i think it'd be really
1: right yeah i think we get there at some point i think if they're going to do that this time around you would i think you would lead with halo in terms of announcing it i think in in at, at the same way of at, at the same time you're announcing the event you go hey also halo infinite is going to be there or even if, even if it's not halo infinite even if it is just like a bigger xbox game Like the next Forza is going to be playable, or Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be playable. I think you lead with that in order to get people interested and have that big pop of oh snap, this is real, this is happening. The way they're talking about it now makes me think that um, this is going to be pretty limited to to smaller indie double A titles.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you figure they would have, you think they would have launched or when they said it, they would have announced bigger games if they were going to go that
1: way, right? Yeah, but I think we'll get there though.
0: I do, too. It's going to be interesting to see what they have and what is the biggest game they'll have, but I'm stoked for it. Blessing. It's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read here the best friends come and find you, and everybody has fun together today it's a different kind of uh, squad up one alexis pence that's right uh, let's get lexi Whoa. herself wrote in friend of the show helped us of course way back uh, multiple times she's hosted the shows uh she's done a bunch of stuff obviously her and hunter were in the hunter pence signs music video we we relaunched or launched kind of funny as uh, anyways she wrote in with a best friend squad up story that's a success that you can be a part of Lexi says, I wanted to share some kind of funny best friends news. Pineapple Labs, which is uh, her coffee company, uh, teamed up with Graham Reed at Graham of legend. Uh, He and I met after one of your shows a few years ago, but we connected over Instagram recently and he designed this badass bundle for our coffee company, uh, Pineapple Labs. You guys should totally promote his work. Uh, It's a bundle inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement and 100% of proceeds go to a local SF charity, City of Dreams. I attached some photos and the link for you guys to check it out. Uh, I just thought it was so cool. He's part of the kind of funny fam and had to share. Uh, of course, Alexis, I agree. G- Graham uh, Reed has been around forever and a true kind of funny best friend, let alone a true Greg Miller IGN podcast beyond friend. Uh, you can go to kind slash coffee. I made a short link. You go there, you click on it. Uh, you can see uh, the artwork that Graham made. You can see uh, the coffee and, uh, you know, Lexi's a uh, coffee thing in general, but it's not your average drip uh, coffee and mug set kevin i don't know if you have that
2: uh, i, I have it it just did something weird when i went to open it like try to get gotcha. me along in a square so,
0: you know what? Uh, mm-hmm. Squarespace. i'm always out here trying to steal the free will i'm mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. kindofunnycom slash coffee there you go you can see it right there that is the uh, design and uh, logo there made up by graham of course this is uh, our friend uh, alexis's coffee thing with hunter uh a nice story i'm always happy to see kind of Funny best yeah, friends cool. uh, work with I our like friends and lot. do everything else uh you can go kindofunny.com Slash coffee. Get also, in there. I saw charity.
2: this in the chat. It's it's Angry Birds, but with uh, you and me, Craig.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I like this a lot. Why are they selling it? Oh, it's in Dreams. Oh, somebody made, made it Dreams? in Dreams? Ooh, oh, yeah. see, yeah, made it see in the Dreams blog. logo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody send me that. Tweet me the yeah. in inDreams.me link or put it in the chat because I can see that too, I guess. Also, uh, I why was this in DreamsCom. Yeah, I know what the hell Media molecule why st- why stomping on the good ideas.
2: Greg, my cat's yeah. acting weird. If you could text Poe about it, that'd be great.
0: Sure, sure. Uh Poe did follow up with more advice beyond the shoes. Oh, okay. He said uh good yeah, if that doesn't help there are band then there are bands in it. There there oh, wait, on like if me Does not yeah. help and there are IT bands. IT bands. IT bands? I don't know what he's saying. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But he says shoes first. All right, I'll get in these
1: shoes. Uh, Kebabs and You're Wrong says, this is that isn't Dreams. It is using a screenshot from our project as a background.
0: So it's not even a real game. I
1: don't know what that means.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, we ask you if you're watching live to go to... Twi- uh, no, no. Oh, uh, on Twitch, we say go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what Can we screw on? up as we screw it up. Huh? Uh, Kebabs points out that so far... Uh, oh, breaking news oh. for you pretending I i'm Superman, right. the tony hawk pro skater documentary is finally releasing on august 18th and he cites one tim gettys as is right there um yeah the background thing and then yeah, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekend, a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games uh, of course you can get the show ad free there you, are you playing it right now i uh, sure am greg Sure, i wow. put a link in the chat. Uh, oh, that's get- our studio.
2: How did I not yeah. notice <laughs> that? <So> the, re- <laughs> so <YouTube.com> the reason <laughs> my kind of logo is
1: there. there is because play- they put the game over somebody else's dream. Hmm. I think the show's ended, Kevin.
0: Podcast services around the globe. Uh, tomorrow will be Blessing hosting with me. We got a post show to do on patreon.com slash kind of funny, all about Blessing's birthday. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.